0: Domingo, Santana, ooh, I wanna have ya Sanaga, Spacata, Jag, like Michael Walker Polanco and Franco Ooh, they're gonna help you get into first place Check, bat, and file data And swing and
1: strike grapes Raisins on a shriveled grapes Here's Adam's happy place
0: Alright, welcome back everybody It's Kokomo Friday on Fantasy Baseball Today, it's always Kokomo Friday, Chris. Even if someone's not playing the music, just so you know, in case you're hosting a, a Friday show, it's always Kokomo, it's Kokomo Friday. Friday. It's Kokomo Friday somewhere. It, it, I was, that's what I was going to say. You stole it from me. Way to get a good start to the show. Now I'm thrown off. Welcome, everybody. On Friday, August 9th, we are ready to talk fantasy baseball. Everything from yesterday, including my Dallas Keiko victory lap. And uh, and much more. Bo Bichette setting a record. Nelson Cruz with a wrist injury. And a note on a top prospect that you're not going to like. I apologize. Chris, who is your favorite two-star pitcher for the next fantasy week, which I think is somewhere around 21? It is week 21. I
1: think the, the best two-star pitcher for week 21 is probably Garrett Cole. He's got uh, really good matchups at the White Sox, at Oakland. Gets a lot of strikeouts. So I'm going
0: to put in a claim for Garrett Cole. Yeah, you should really try to go get that guy. Okay. But if I can't get him and somebody's owned in 70% of leagues or less, who am I looking at?
1: I guess. So I'm looking at Scott White, so I'm going to cheat a little bit. Scott White's got some sleepers here. He likes Joey Lucchese versus the Rays at Philadelphia. He likes Alex Wood. He likes Zach Gallens a little, just a little over that threshold. And uh, Brendan McKay. Is seventy nine? All That's these guys. The threshold.
0: Uh, no, eighty percent is not the threshold. Seventy percent is the threshold. Well, you should have said that. I did. I say it every week. Seventy percent of leagues are less. Well, I should have been listening. <laughs> the only uh, one that that meets that criteria is Alex Wood, and I don't know how how Scott would feel about him after Wood really was pretty bad yesterday, very bad yesterday, and hasn't really given us a very good start yet. This so i hesitant.
1: This is not a great week no. for two-start streamers. You've got like interesting names like Dylan Cease, who's 50% owned, but he does have to play the Astros in the first game. He goes to Los Angeles to face the Angels, so that's not too bad. Uh, Mike Leakes, an interesting one sometimes, but not at Coors Field for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Means, another one who can be interesting, but not at Yankee Stadium and at Fenway, so... It's it's a tough week to find uh, a two star pitcher who's widely available who you might be interested in. I know we've kind of given up on this guy, but you say Kikuchi does have you say at Detroit and then at Toronto. Now at Toronto's not oh, as good of a matchup I, as it was in the beginning
0: of the season, but he's Detroit really, is really the best matchup in baseball. He's really bad. He's really bad. I mean there is. He had a good start last time out, and it was five innings, one run, with eight strikeouts. There are so many bad starts. I mean, the last time he faced Detroit, it, it wasn't so bad. The uh, Two times previously he faced the Angels, ten runs and nine innings. Kikuchi's well, matchups are Detroit and Toronto. Just, you
1: yeah. are acting like you're refuting what I said. But in fact, you are agreeing with what I said, which was that there are not many good no, two-star streamers. Or I'm, I'm
0: somewhat interested in Dylan Peters. You know, he's 6% owned. I don't know that he'll make two starts next week because so, cause he's sometimes used with an opener. Yeah. But two good appearances in a row for Dylan Peters, and he ha- does have good matchups with Pittsburgh and the White Sox at home. But I'm staying away. I really am, and... Um, there was one yeah, league where, where point, Anthony Discafani was available, and it's the playoffs, and I could use an extra start, but I'm just not going to do it because DiSclofani just hasn't been good enough lately.
1: Yeah, I think at this point, just dance with who you came
0: to the dance with, folks. Well, could you, you and I are not the type of people who would go to a dance with someone and then dance with somebody else. Um, at the point in my life
1: when dances were a thing, mm-hmm. I did not dance, neither with who I came with, uh, or with someone else that just wasn't like I like dancing now. Didn't you like, want to? Didn't you want to feel high the, school? Didn't you want to feel the heat with somebody, Chris? I mean, I it, it's not that I didn't want to dance with somebody. I just didn't want to dance. Uh, okay,
0: okay. I think you probably did want to dance, but you were embarrassed. Oh yeah, yeah. It was just yeah, it was the case for all of us back then. Uh, weekend streamers will do later in the show. Today's sponsor is of course SeatGeek. We love SeatGeek. Very supportive of our show. They, they help make it possible. So please support SeatGeek by downloading the SeatGeek app, buying tickets to an event, and using the promo code FANTASY to get 10 bucks off your first purchase and letting them know that you listen to our show. The code is FANTASY. Uh, quick news and notes. Nelson Cruz left with a wrist injury. Beau Bichette became the first player since at least 1900, that's the modern era, to double in nine straight games. My goodness. Uh, David Price is on the I.L. with a cyst in his wrist. On his wrist. And he could be back fairly soon, but, you know, he hasn't been pitching very well lately, and it could be attributed to the the wrist cyst. Austin Riley on the I.L. with a potentially serious knee injury. And, look, we weren't really so big on him this season, but we hope it doesn't derail Austin Riley next year. Chris ESPN.com. They had a story ranking the rookies on the Dodgers for the stretch run. And Alex Verdugo was number one. Number six was Gavin Lux. The Dodgers don't just see Lux as a longtime contributor for their franchise. They see him as an instant leader in their clubhouse, even though he's a 21-year-old who has yet to play his first major league game. But they do not see Lux as an option for this year's postseason run, even though his AAA slash line, 452, 537, 841, in 149 plate appearances is absurd. Repeat, Chris, they do not see him as an option for this year's postseason run, Gavin Lux.
1: Well, they're getting such good uh, production from the second base and shortstop spots
0: that they they really have no per- reason to call him up. Are you being sarcastic? Yes. Well, no, second yeah. base they are with Muncie. Sure, but he can play first base too. That's what I had been saying. That, that, you know, but I don't know. I take, that's a pretty interesting Look, I'm not, I'm
1: not doubting it. It's just, it's annoying.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, more news real quick. Lourdes Gurriel is day-to-day after leaving with a quad cramp. Jay Bruce is back. Are you interested in Jay Bruce? No, he's not going to play anywhere close to every day, is he? I don't know. Their outfield kind of not so good, although they do have Corey I mean, Dickerson now, is who also he, yeah, sits right. That's against lefties.
1: Is he that much better than Corey Dickerson? They both are guys that you probably want to face more against righties than anything else, and neither of them's very good defensively. So I just... I'm not sure how that's going to go.
0: All right. Jay Bruce, mild enthusiasm. Do you have enthusiasm for Pittsburgh starting pitching prospect Mitch Keller, who's going to get called up soon, reportedly, or Kansas City catcher Nicholas Deeney, who started yesterday?
1: Mitch Keller, for sure. Um, As long... I mean, we saw him, what, make one start earlier this season, and it did not go... We saw him make three starts. They did not go well, but... He has been pretty good at AAA, especially when you consider that even in the International League, home runs are up at record paces, and he still has a 3.56 ERA, so that's a good sign that he's doing well with the juice ball. He's got really good stuff, decent prospect pedigree. He was a top 30 prospect across the board coming into the season. So, yeah, if he gets a chance, I will be very interested in
0: him. In Mitch Keller. Okay, and then Dini... He had a very good slash line in the minors this year, not so much before that. He also had seven steals in 58 games, batted toward the bottom of the order for Kansas City. And finally, Andrew Heaney is going to start at Boston on Saturday. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got an email to read from Mario, or Mario. And then we got the most added list. We got some double dongs and some pitching performances the good, the bad, and the ugly from Thursday's games. We'll be right back.
2: Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to buy now.
0: We are back. We had a very important break. I noticed during the break that Chris got a haircut. Chris got a haircut. Not during the break. No. Just to be clear. But I noticed during the break. Yeah. So, all right, short hair, Chris. Yeah, it's short now. It's short. I'm thinking about just shaving it all off. Ooh, I don't like that idea. Here's our email of the day. (laughs) That's a terrible idea. From Mario from the biggest city north of San Francisco, which is apparently Santa Rosa. Dear Mike and Yelich, I'm a longtime listener. I think Butterfingers are disgusting, but Peeps are delicious. I've yet to dip them in tea, though. For the last couple of shows, you've talked about who should go number one in the 2020 draft between Yelich and Trout. And I've got another candidate, Shohei Otani. Okay, I get it. He's not really in the running, and in weekly changes leagues, he's basically just a near-ace pitcher. But let's take a look at a realistic possibility of what he may offer next year in a daily changes or roto categories league. So, you know, you can use him as both a hitter and a pitcher, and you can change your lineup every day. Let's say he gets to hit in 120 games, and his line will be close to 20 homers, 15 steals, and a 280 batting average. Uh, fantasy pitching is much more valuable in recent years, and even if the Angels are conservative, say 150 innings, you're still looking at three-fourths of the year with near-ace production. Am I crazy? Um, in First overall in 2020 for Shohei Otani, or at least in the discussion in 2021? Am I crazy? What are your thoughts on Otani 2020?
1: I think in a daily league, he's not the number one overall pick, but I mean, this was Kind of the whole, like if you have the ability to swap Mm. him between pitcher and hitter, which you would on CBS. So for a daily, you could make that switch. There's a case to be made for him as a second rounder, probably. Like, you could be looking at a situation where he's like, I don't know, seventy percent of Ronald Acuna as a hitter, and seventy percent of
0: jack flaherty as a pitcher it's pretty interesting you're getting two roster spots with one pick and in theory getting good production as both a pitcher and a hitter he's currently batting 287 353 on base 511 slugging and he's kind of cold lately we should note i
1: i'll have to clarify this maybe next next week we'll have an answer I don't think he will be pitcher and hitter eligible to start next season. I believe he will only be DH eligible
0: on CBS Sports. I think you're right. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's it's a really good call. And there aren't that many leagues where this is going to be super relevant. Like Yahoo, yeah. you you either got the pitcher or the hitter. I don't know how ESPN does it. But yeah, here you've got both options and we just make you declare in a weekly league if you want to use him as a hitter or a pitcher. And even in that format... I think you're talking about a fifth-round pick? Top 60 pick? <sighs> that's tougher. Why? I mean, first of all, he's good enough. That, well, the fact that he's only DH-eligible kind of stinks, but he's really good, mm-hmm. and and he's a good pitcher on top of the hit, like. And you get to choose the weeks you want to use. Them. Like You can sit him in the well, one-star weeks the a thing is, of a hitter. I like it. I,
1: he's never going to be a two-star pitcher likely
0: well i guess that's probably true um yeah.
1: and then you have so you'll have to choose one one start versus like that that this is actually the opposite of what i expected when he came into the league i expected him to not really matter as a hitter uh yeah, i thought seriously. he was going to be like what he did last year as a pitcher more than 11k per 9 331 era that's what I expected from him. He lived up to my expectations as a pitcher. As a hitter, he's completely blown them away. He's been, I don't know, a top 15, top 20 hitter in baseball over the 181 games that he's played. So I didn't think he would matter as a hitter. Now, I think in a weekly league, you might use him more as a hitter than a pitcher.
0: Yeah, you might. So how valuable is he as a hitter? Let's say he was only a hitter, Shohei Otani, and only DH eligible. Next year, when would you draft him? I'd go a little higher in a roto league than a points league. I think in a roto league you go a little
1: higher because his plate discipline's not great. It's actually not that bad. He just doesn't walk a ton. Um,
0: But he does steal base. Yeah, he steals. And, you know, batting average is good. 285 as a rookie, 287 this year. So I think...
1: I don't know, you're probably looking at 25 to 30 homers, 15 steals, 280 average. Round eight. Yeah, because
0: the RBI and runs aren't going to be great. Um, And if he, and right, because he's going to sit more often than usual. And if he were an outfield eligible or something, you bump him up a few rounds, but the DH only sucks. In fact, you know, the fact that the the counting stats aren't going to be so great because he will sit maybe maybe round eight's a little early, (laughs) just as a hitter in this scenario. Okay, good email, food for thought, could be an unbelievably valuable player in the right format. He mentioned the wrong person
1: as the potential number one pick who's not Trout or Yelich. Scherzer? No. Oh, God, no. Cole? No.
0: I mean Ronald I, Acuna. Oh, yeah. He's
1: arguably been, yeah. a, I think he's probably been a top three hitter in fantasy this season.
0: No, I don't think so. I Are will you tell sure? you right now. No, I'm not sure. I would say since he moved to the leadoff spot, he probably is. But let's take a look. Top three in points in roto in roto. He's number two. Oh, okay, he's number six in points. Number five. Yelich,
1: Acuna, Bellinger, Trout.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't know that he's top five if he's not stealing. But if he is stealing, he's top top three. Yeah, or four. I I think he's probably the third pick next year. (laughs) Okay, uh, most added list. Most added list. What do we got? Probably a lot of players that we've talked about. I'm sorry. I'm looking at two-star pitchers, not most added list. I have some weekend streamers for you <clears throat> later as well. Chris? Most added is Aaron Sanchez. Thank you. And so he's he's fair... one of the weekend streamers, as it turns out, um, if you trust him. He's got a I good matchup really at, prefer... at Baltimore, at Baltimore yeah. this weekend.
1: Before we talk about whether he's worth adding further, because he's 72% owned now, which is really high. I don't know how in the world he was 26% owned before he got to the Astros, but... That's another story for another day. Um, I'm really, really, really interested in him. And really? What what he looked like in his first start with the Astros, and just the fact that it's the Astros yeah. who, you know, they had him stop throwing his, uh, his sinker quite as much, and so it was more four seamers up in the zone, curveballs down in the zone, and his sinker's been absolutely getting crushed the last couple of years. He's really, he's lost like four miles an hour off of it, and it's just not a super effective pitch anymore. He actually gives up a ton of uh, homers with it. So if he switch, if the Astros, you know, they take this whole, this holistic approach to pitching and they break guys down to their base components and then build them back up. And, you know, if they're able to say, here's what you do well, here's what you don't do, do the good things and not the bad things. There's still talent in this guy. And there's a reason they wanted to go get him. So uh, that being said, I would feel more comfortable if, if, he went out this weekend and had another good start. If he has a bad start, then it's probably like, oh well, it's Aaron Sanchez. So, okay.
0: yeah, yeah, all right. So certainly worth <clears throat> worth a look and at Baltimore this weekend, Aaron Sanchez. Aaron Sanchez or Aaron Savali? I'll go Sanchez. Okay, Savali is starting uh, Sunday against Minnesota. Yeah, I just wonder how long is he likely to stay in the rotation. Yeah, and his next two starts are going to be at Minnesota, and then if he does make another one after that, it would be at the Yankees. So, tough sledding there. Um, The most out of this is sort of ruining all of my segments that I have (laughs) planned. But that's okay. Because I have Mike Talkman, Giovanni Urshela, and Aristides Aquino in the notes because they just keep producing. And I think we've actually, like, sometimes we give you advice on who to pick up, and it doesn't work, and that's going to happen. I think we've been pretty good lately with Talkman having a massive week. I mentioned Urshela last week, and he was a little dinged up. I think I mentioned him on Monday. He's got four home runs in his last two games. Aristides Aquino tied tied, uh, for the hardest hit home run of the season yesterday with a blast that he hit. Uh, Have you seen him? Yeah, he's he's gigantic. Phenomenal. Mm -hmm.
1: He is gigantic and he's got like the Tony Batista batting style. So he's got his
0: like full
1: body facing the pitcher. Yep. Before he sets (laughs) up. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah. So those guys are doing really well. And I want to know who you're buying. And then there's Willie Calhoun is also on the most added list. J.D. Davis is also on the most added list. And we've we've st- spoken about them so much this week, so I apologize. But they just keep producing. And I don't want you to miss out on somebody that could be great. I think Talkman I buy the least. Yeah. Urshela, I think I'm buying. Like What the H-E double
1: hockey <laughs> sticks <laughs> is going on with Gio Urshela? This he, was changed a his, who- he, he changed his swing. Yeah, he couldn't hit before this. Yeah, yeah, he's he, bad. Yeah. He changed and his strategy. He's got a 314 expected batting average and a 532 expected slugging percentage. He has a 391 WOBA and a 380 X WOBA, 91% average, 91 miles per hour average edge of velocity, 42% hard contact rate.
0: I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. It went in the minors and the AAA hitting coach for the Yankees talked to him about Finishing his swing, and then again, they emphasized it up at the big leagues. And I, I was listening to this on the broadcast yesterday and on Sunday Night Baseball. But uh, I guess on yesterday's broadcast on on Yankees Yes Network, um, they said he, had, he barreled a lot of balls previously, but they would just kind of die in the outfield. He wasn't finishing his swing. So now he is, and he's obviously got a little more confidence now. But Rochelle is sixty percent, and not only that, Chris, he's got a path to clear playing time at least for a little while. I'm, I'm buying it. He needs to be owned. Yeah, it's. I really,
1: I don't get it at all. Um, because he couldn't hit in the minors either. It's not like he was like a good hitter in the minors who just couldn't figure it. It's not like a Luis Arias situation or something. He
0: stunk. Well, the Yankees I think deserve a little credit like we give the Cardinals, like we give the Astros for sure. pitching.
1: Yeah, well, they they're very good at development.
0: Yeah. And I, but but we don't buy Talkman as much cuz like looking comparing the hitting profile of Talkman and Urshela, one appears to be very lucky, and one appears to be very good. And yeah. Talkman appears to be pretty lucky. 27% strikeout rate, uh 26.2% home run to fly, fly ball rate, hits a lot of grounders. Not a high, hard contact rate. or Ur- Urshela's just not like that. Um, so, would you rather... If you were just going to pick up one, position notwithstanding, would you pick up Aristides Aquino or Gio Urshela?
1: Probably Urshela. But I do want to make clear, I love Aristides Aquino and what we've seen... Aquino! Yeah. And what we've seen from him so far. You get rid of he that is, Tilde, sir. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. It's uh, a... <laughs> No, I I really, you know we talked about him on Wednesday, I think, and um and Thursday and Tuesday. <laughs> but you and I talked about yes, him yes
0: on Wednesday, and that's all that matters. Hey, I ha- I have news for you. Okay. Okay, so I uh I put in a three dollar bid for Aquino uh, Wednesday night and I got him. I got an email from someone in the league and he said you really had a bid three dollars on him. I was like, "Oh, you wanted him?" He's like, "Yeah, I, I put a dollar in." And and then he alerted me. I'm so embarrassed. I've been playing on CBS for ten years. I didn't know that in a Fab League you can view the failed bids. You can see what other people bid. At least in our commissioner product. I believe that was a feature that was added uh, last season. Okay. Okay. It's so interesting. It makes you know if you really drastically overpaid for someone. Um, so you can check that out if you go to the like the tra- if you go in the email that gives you the report, the nightly fab report. Um, you can see the other bids if you click. There's a link to click in the email. So I think that's really cool. By the way, anyone else on the most added list? Jumping out to you, Mike Fultonevich is 63% owned. Scott Oberg is is 55% owned. I, I prefer Brandon Workman who got a save yesterday. But they're both closers for their teams. And I I think the Red Sox will have more save situations than the uh, Rockies. But, you know, it's obviously a toss up. Uh, Trent Grisham's 33% owned. Dustin May, 68%. Archie Bradley's 39% owned. He's a closer. Um, William Calhoun. Yeah. 52% Uh, owned. 869
1: OPS since coming back from the minors. And that's with like a 300 ISO. Who? Bill Calhoun? Billy Calhoun, <laughs> yeah. he's hitting the ball very well. Willie Calhoun, 71 plate appearances, 14 strikeouts. That's a pretty good strikeout-to-walk ratio as well. So, yeah, I like, uh, I mean, I'm, I've always been a Willie Calhoun fan. I will continue to beat that drum. He is just a, a hitter, pure and simple.
0: Okay. All right, that would be a look at the most added list Mike Yastrzemski is the last guy, 35% on. I want to talk about him. He homered yesterday. Yeah, He hasn't been great lately, but overall pretty good numbers for him. Uh, Any interest in Mike Yastrzemski for the Giants, 35% on outfielder?
1: Not really. Uh, A guy maybe when they're on the road against good matchups you can use, but other than that, no.
0: Okay. Uh, Double dongs from yesterday. Hunter Dozier double donged. He is having a huge August after coming off the IL, he had a, he was pretty bad um, for 35 games. And now hopefully turning things around. You never know how guys are going to react after missing a lot of time with an injury. Dozier still started in 78% of leagues, but he has an 11-13 OPS in August with four homers. Nick Castellanos has been really good for the Cubs. And how about this? He has a very similar slash line to last year, Nick Castellanos. Last year he was a top 16 outfielder. This year, he's 32nd in points and 48th in Roto. Yeah, Yeah, and you're saying he has
1: a pretty similar slash line. Yes. Because he's uh, he's got about 40, 45 games left in the season, and he has 47 fewer RBI than he had last year, and he's got 22 fewer runs. So that's a pretty significant gap, and a lot of that was playing in Detroit, and a lot of it was he just wasn't very good when he was in
0: Detroit. But, yeah, the other thing is, like, I don't think, as I recall, I don't think he was a lot better on the road. You know, he's it's it's going to be good to go to this park, but he didn't oh, no, seem I like just, a yeah, victim just, of the park with the I lineup. I just mean you know. he was bad with Detroit. He was. Um, there's, why, was he, why is Nick Castellanos so much better in points leagues than Roto? 32nd outfielder in points, 46th and, 48th in and Roto. He has 43 doubles. <laughs> That's wow. a lot of doubles. Yeah, may, maybe those turn into home runs at Wrigley. Uh Brian Anderson, dude. I didn't realize it's 20 it's it's 73 games for Brian Anderson, Marlins third baseman with a 916 OPS. 28 last 28 days he's seventh in points third in roto or I'm sorry, not third he's top 7 uh at third base, but 73 games now. Last year he was a batting average guy. This year he's got some pop. Nine sixteen OPS for Brian Anderson. Would you rather have Anderson or Urshela? Urshela because of the park
1: and because of the lineup. But Anderson is... He's he's a
0: ball player. You think so? Yeah. I think he's pretty good. Okay. This isn't a lie like Garrett Cooper, is it? I mean, look. Look. (laughs) Brian Anderson was okay last year. Yeah. 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 Why I keep saying it like that? Yeah. Uh, all right. And then guys we keep talking about. Let's see if there's anyone else. Oh, so two other guys. Mike Talkum is on this list. Aristides Aquino is on this list. Ian Happ homered yesterday. So now he has started at second base two straight days. He's been terrific. Ten games since coming up. 333 batting average. Six walks. Seven strikeouts. Three homers. So very intrigued by Ian Happ. He's only 16% owned. And Travis DeMerit doesn't have the flashy numbers that the other guys have, but he has seven walks to ten strikeouts. I think he walked three times yesterday. He homered yesterday, I believe. He has two triples in eight games. So Ian Happ and Travis DeMeritt are barely owned, and now's your time to to get them. Who would you prefer? They're both outfield eligible.
1: Probably Happ. He did show uh, a little bit better plate discipline. I mean, 65 walks, 113 (laughs) strikeouts in 99 games. That's still a lot of strikeouts, but you're talking about... A 26% strikeout rate versus 31 last year. What are you laughing at? There? You were like, he
0: did show a play this uh, Like, it was just funny. You sort of... It was funny. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Look. Look. Sometimes... <laughs> uh, sometimes... You know, in trains, when you, like, hit the switch and it switches tracks, that happens to my train of thought sometimes.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, all right. So... Being happy, that's it's wonderful. a literal train in this metaphor. It is. I don't know if you, were, you caught that. Train of thought, Train money train, bad movie. We'll be back after this quick break with the good, the bad, and the ugly pitching performances yesterday and with some two-star pitchers and some weekend streamers. Back right after this.
2: True green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. and they have a verified best price promise, which gives you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. Think about how hard it is to manage our fantasy baseball teams. You need all the time you can get to put in waiver wire claims, fab bids, send out trades, and set your lineups. You'll have that extra time when True Green is taking care of your lawn. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, guaranteed.
0: Chris Towers. Chris Sale was very good. Chris Sale was very good yesterday. Eight scoreless with 13 strikeouts. Mike Clevenger's been awesome pretty much all year when he's pitched. Seven or more innings in three of his last four starts. He has a 3.02 ERA after a very good start at the Twins yesterday. Uh, And Madison Bumgarner, I'm going to call him good because seven innings without an earned run is very good, only one hit. But three strikeouts for Bumgarner. He has a 6% swinging strike rate in his last three starts. That is extremely low. Those are the three good pitchers from yesterday that I wanted to talk about. Sale, Clevenger, and Bumgarner, Chris. Chris Sale just continues
1: to have a really weird season. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I did see one thing that was interesting. I think it was a Red Sox writer. I can't remember who it was who pointed this out, uh, but it seemed like the issue for him was he was struggling to get right handers out because of his changeup. Um, so I wonder if that's part of it, why he's struggled. It It's just been a weird season because he's allowing like a sub 700 OPS. He's got all these strikeouts, but he's got a 441 ERA still. I don't know.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I'm starting him every time. I say it every time. You just you don't sit Chris Sale because when he's good, he's has he has these un- unbelievably dominant starts. Yeah, would you take Clevenger or Sale? It's a fair question at this point.
1: Uh, Clevenger
0: or Sale? I think it's still Sale. We just got a Chris sigh there.
1: That's pretty good. You know, I I want to say like I used to sigh. A lot more. That used to be my thing. Oh, I don't oh know you're why. upset. We you... turned. I'm not upset. I'm just pointing uh, out a fact uh, <laughs> that Chris sighing used to be a thing, and now we've all just decided Heath is the only one who expels air uh, while thinking. Ah. Uh, <sighs> uh, e- <laughs> do, mm. do it.
0: Do it. Do it. Ah. I got another one uh, sent to me today by our producers. So <laughs> everybody's on the case now of trying to find some heath size. The bad pitchers from yesterday: Domingo Herman, uh, scoreless through four innings, then gave up four runs, three earned in uh, the fifth inning at Toronto. And Domingo Herman has an 8.87 ERA, third time through the order, but he also has a 15 and two record. Aaron Nola. You know, only two quality starts in his last five starts, five innings, three runs at San Francisco. It's been a little frustrating, but overall, the trends are good for Nola, I think. And then I don't know if there's a more frustrating pitcher than John Gray. Matchups, ballpark, just doesn't seem to matter. Um, no. at, at the end of the day, we have a strikeout per inning and a 4.06 ERA, and just very inconsistent work. So Domingo Herman, Aaron Nola, John Gray, anything to say about these dudes? Uh, Domingo Armand. Domingo Domingo, er- <laughs> okay.
1: Domingo Arman is going to be wildly overdrafted next season. Well,
0: where do you think he's gonna go?
1: Well, he's a Yankee, and he's gonna finish really high in the season-long ranks. I don't I would know. Guess he's like a sixth or seventh rounder. Yeah, that's probably. And I don't think be he's gonna be worth that. He's got a four fifty-nine FIP.
0: Yeah, well he has a 405 ERA. Yeah. But I I just I look at his ERA two things. One, he has struggled against good competition. Two, he struggled badly when he was dealing with a with a hip injury or whatever it was for three starts that really bloated his ERA and put him on the IL. I like him. I mean the You know, it's like he's having so much success that it's almost detrimental to his fantasy value because you should be looking at him as like a young pitcher who's got some good stuff and has some potential, but he's not an ace. And you're right. People might draft him to be close to it and they probably would be drafting him a little early, but I like him. I don't want to, I don't want to crap on him. I just don't think he's great.
1: Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not saying he's terrible by any means, um, Just that there might be some who view him not just as a guy who had this very good 2019 that may not actually have been what happened, but also just as this big breakout canon. And I think what's more likely to happen is he's going to have to take a step forward to repeat his 2019 value. How do you feel about John Gray? Do you
0: start John Gray
1: or do you sit him? I think you probably start him just because at the end of the day, like you said, it's a four ERA and a strikeout per inning. And, you know, that's not a star. It's not a must start player. But when he's good, he's really good. when he's bad, he's usually pretty terrible. And there does, like you said, there doesn't seem to be any consistency to it. He's not a guy who has been hurt by Coors Field throughout right. his career, really. Um, so it's not even a, an Armand Marquez thing where you can say, well,
0: just start him on the road. It's, it's just. A, it's also I think you a, just kind of ride it. It's also a one three nine whip, though. So yeah, you know, he, you got you, you, you know not a great chance for wins, although he does have ten, which isn't bad. You got a very high whip. You got a on the high side ERA, but one you can live with. I wish the strikeouts were more like the nine point six last year than nine point one. It's not a huge difference, but it's not nothing. Um, all right. Yeah. Okay. Make your decision. I he's obviously not a must-start guy. Yeah. But just know yeah. that a home start against the Diamondbacks next week, you don't have to sit him because he's at home. It's just not how John Gray works.
1: Yeah. I'm just kind of at this point. I'm sort of personally over John Gray. I don't think I drafted him anywhere. Same. Uh, this season, and that's just kind of how I feel about him. Is that I don't see the jump coming. And like you said, he's a four ERA and a one three, five, one, four whip.
0: It's not like he's terrible, but I, it's just not particularly exciting. One, four whip is terrible, and, but you know, it's, it's high. He might, I don't know if he has a high Babbitt, but his walk rates up this year. I, I don't know John Gray either. It's, it's kind of difficult for me to talk about John Gray. Cause I, I'm sure there are situations where you start him. It might depend on the rest of your pitching staff and what you expect from them. Uh, the ugly from yesterday, Dallas Keichel. Ten, 10, hits, eight runs and three and two thirds at Miami. Cole Hamels, three innings, four run in runs at Cincinnati. Matt Boyd, man, three homers allowed against Kansas City. That gives him 26 homers allowed in 140 and two-thirds. Five runs in two and two-thirds for Matt Boyd. Kyle Gibson was bad. I have noticed Kyle Gibson is another guy. When the matchups are tough, he does not pitch well. And it doesn't really surprise me, to be quite honest. And he's at Milwaukee next week, so I'm going to be hesitant. And then Alex Wood was awful. And that's why I just cannot trust him in a two-star week next week. Not yet. Uh, Keikel Hamels, Boyd, Gibson. How would you rank those four?
1: Oh, I think Boyd's still at the top. Um, the peripherals are still a little bit better than the ERA. And then I would go... Hamels. Hamels, that's Gibson, Keiko Wood.
0: You'd go Gibson over Keikel I think so, yeah. Why was I so happy when I saw that Keiko got crushed? Is that mean? Because you're a jerk. Yeah, I am. Because you're just a big jerk. Yeah. Uh, I think I have a drop for that. Uh, it's this. Azer, hey, you suck. Yeah. That's right. Who was that? Some guy. Azer, hey, okay. you suck. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Okay. Oh, that was me. Sorry. <laughs> I I call. Deep Leagues. Ellie Azer. Ellie... Hey, Eliezer Hernandez and Dylan Peters—they're both six percent owned. Uh, any interest in these guys? Um, more interest in Eliezer Hernandez. He
1: uh, has been pretty impressive when he's gotten the opportunity to start <laughs> with the Marlins. I think I want to say his ERA when he's a starter is a lot better than when it's than when he's been a reliever. And he's back in the rotation, likely for good in the aftermath of the Trevor Richards trade. So. Uh, I like what we've seen from him a lot, and I'm trying to pull up those starter reliever stats. Okay. Eliezer Hernandez. uh, He has a 4.08 ERA uh, as a starter, which isn't great, but a 1.13 whip, 9.3K per nine.
0: Uh, He's been pretty good as a starter. Let's look at two start pitchers for Fantasy Week 21. So it's not great for waivers. We've already established that and I'm just trying to see if there are any question marks here. Domingo Ramon after the bad start, you're still going to use him in a two-star week against Baltimore and Cleveland? Yep. Cleveland, by the way, could be in first place by the end of the weekend. That's wild. Um, Zach Wheeler we're going with. Paxton. Eduardo Rodriguez at Cleveland and home against Baltimore.
1: Eduardo Rodriguez at Cleveland, home against Baltimore. I'm starting him.
0: Max Fried, home against the Mets, who could be a wild card team by the end of the weekend, and home against the Dodgers, freed against the Mets and Dodgers.
1: No. Yeah, yeah, no. Maybe in a points league, but
0: no, the Mets have been really hitting the ball well. Zach Plezak, facing Eduardo Rodriguez and James Paxton. Plezak has Boston at home and the Yankees on the road. I don't think I could. Jose Quintana at Philadelphia and at Pittsburgh. He's like John Gray to me. Like not the same profile, but just in terms of you don't know when they're going to have good starts. They have a lot of really bad starts. Yeah, I think you can
1: go ahead and start him.
0: Jose Quintana? Yeah. Okay. Are you looking at the most added list? No. Okay, well, I had to. Okay, I got it. I'm back. (sighs) I'm looking at –
1: no, I'm looking at – I've got a little cheat sheet here because I've got Scott White's sleeper or two-star pitcher rankings, which aren't up on the site yet.
0: I'm not sure I'm going to start Zach Gallen at Colorado and home against San Francisco. Scott
1: has him as his number 10 two-star pitcher. Um, I'm not sure. I would probably start him in a points league, but things can go really, really wrong uh, in
0: Colorado, so not in a roto league. Joey Lucchese. Yeah, I don't share the same enthusiasm here with Joey Lucchese. Yeah, he's at the bottom uh, of Scott's sleepers. So he's a really borderline guy. Jordan Yamamoto. No, you can't do that. Dodgers at home, Colorado on the road. No. No way. Brendan McKay at San Diego and home against Detroit. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely start him.
0: Yeah, Alex Wood, I've said like a million times, I'm not going to do it. Mike Leakes at Colorado and home against San Francisco, no. Martin Perez at Milwaukee and at Texas. Uh, seems like a big no to me. Yeah, I mean, Milwaukee hasn't been
1: very good for a little while now, but no, I, I'd leave him for just a deeper
0: league. Anthony DiSclefani, I've said it, I just don't trust him. How about you? Same. Jason like Jason Vargas is not the worst option. Cubs and Padres at home. Um, There are worse options. He, yeah. Yeah. He's
1: he's borderline. I, I probably would rather start Dylan Cease uh, versus the Astros and at the Angels.
0: Okay. Trevor Williams at the Angels and home against the Cubs.
1: I just don't think he's good. Okay.
0: The last start was terrible. Brett Anderson at San Francisco and home against Houston. I would stream him at San Francisco. Okay. But not as a two-start. John Means, say Kikuchi, Yvonne Nova, and then it gets... Uh, I shouldn't I, have even said Yvonne Nova's name.
1: John Means just has such horrible matchups that I can't. I, I think he's interesting, but no, not against the Yankee. At Yankee Stadium and at Fenway, there's no way. This is a really good week for elites to start pitchers. If you've <laughs> yeah, got yeah. like Jack Flaherty, Lance Lynn, Mike Clevenger, Zach Greinke, Clayton Kershaw, Garrett Cole. You are set. You're moving on to the next round.
0: Domingo Roman. Uh, <laughs> eh. I know. I'm just joking.
1: Um, But yeah, other than that, it's going to be really hard to find streamers, and you're probably
0: better off avoiding it. All right. Let's do some weekend streamers then for this weekend. Friday, we've got a seventy five percent on Brad Keller at Detroit. You like yeah. him? Yeah. Uh, Minnesota starting pitcher Devin Smelter. Would you want to keep Smelzer or Deltzer Smelzer? <laughs> Who is he playing? Uh, no, he's facing uh oh, Cleveland. No, I wouldn't start. Do you like do you believe in him? Because he's been pretty good the last couple times out. Not particularly, no. Texas starting pitcher Colby Allard at Milwaukee. No, no, I'm I'm interested
1: to see what he looks like. Um, he was really bad in his brief stay in the majors last year and kind of lost some prospect shine. But I'm
0: interested. And Colby Allard, what he looks like? He has long hair. Um, Thank, you, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, he's left. Very, very helpful. <laughs> Cal Quantrill has been pitching pretty well lately. And he's got Colorado at home. Yeah, does he He usually has an opener, right? I, he's listed as a starter, but sometimes he has an opener. I don't think so, actually. I think he's okay. usually a starter. I don't hate that matchup, no. Okay, I'm not 100% on that, but uh, I'm not going to start Jalen Beeks at Seattle. I can't imagine he's going to go super deep into the game.
1: No, probably not. All right, Saturday. Is that a start?
0: Yeah, that's it's listed right now as a start. Sometimes that changes throughout the day, but yeah. Yeah. So, Saturday, Jacob Wagasback against the Yankees. No, no. Uh, yeah, I don't... Uh, sorry, I, I don't know who that is. Uh, he's a Blue Jays pitcher with a fun name. We've got... It's a fun name. Vince Velasquez at Jeff Samarja. Either of these guys' possibilities. Yeah, yeah. I, I would
1: prefer to start Velasquez given the matchup. Um but either of them at Oracle?
0: Yeah, no. Oracle Field. Oh yeah, it is Oracle. Yeah, Oracle Park. It's Oracle yeah. Park. I thought uh, it was in Philly, but it's an Oracle Park.
1: Yeah, I think I would.
0: Uh, I would. I would give Vince Velasquez a try. All right, yes or no? Andrew Heaney at Boston. No. Sandy no. Alcantara against Atlanta. No. Aaron Sanchez at Baltimore. Ooh, maybe. <sighs> I have to write that down. Okay. Uh, that was amazing. <laughs> Reynaldo Lopez against Oakland. How uh,
1: how is it his last few starts gone? Has he nah, maintained? He's been okay. Yeah. He's walking, guys. Yeah, I, I think he's
0: pretty... He's interesting, but probably not. Alex Young at the Dodgers. No. Asher Wojciechowski, we we'll go to Sunday. Wojciechowski against Houston.
1: No, he's got really bad matchups coming up. I think he's got Houston, Yankees, and then Boston right in a row or something like that.
0: Okay. Patrick Sandoval for the Angels at Boston. No. Aaron Sanchez at the Mets. I think we mm-hmm. might have exhausted our Anibal Sanchez run. Like It was a fun run. But like last time out was six innings, one run, but only three strikeouts. I'm getting a little. Uh, I don't know. This is a big. I think he's better than okay. a lot of the guys you've met. Yeah, Annabelle Sanchez, okay. Mike Foltynewicz at the Marlins. Sure. Jake Junis at the Tigers. Yeah. Jordan Lyles against the Rangers. No. Aaron Savali at the Twins. No. Chris Bassett at the White Sox. Yeah. Danelson Lemet at home against the Rockies. Yeah, Ryan Yarbrough at the Mariners. Yeah, Mike Leake at the Dodgers. No, we're out of here. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you Don't have a wonderful wonderful, weekend. wonderful, wonderful week. Wonderful weekend. <laughs> <laughs> ah, one of my better outros. Without we'll you Monday for Chris, I'm Adam. See you later.